everyone. This is the, well, go oh God, 73rd podcast of Red Spotlight Entertainment. I'm Alexis Soto filling in for Kyle Lira, who is away visiting the Vatican of Disney. Um, Mecca. He is literally, <laughs> Mecca. He's literally at the Walt Disney Family Museum. So um, that's where he is right now, in San Francisco of all places. Um, and no, I was not invited. I got stuck here hosting this podcast. So here I am. I am joined here by Peter Martinez, who never ceases to amaze me with how many times he's here. Uh, how are you, Peter? Alive. He's watching Stranger Things. Oh God. What's okay. Up? Uh, uh, great. I'm also joined here by uh, special guests. Apparently, uh, Nettie Valdez is here alongside Eric Wong. These are two of our best friends, and uh, I thought it'd be interesting to have them on for a show. How are you guys? Alive. We're oh my God. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good because apparently there was some kind of allergy episode that happened. Things get worse and then they get better, and then they it's gonna get worse work. again. Yeah, because it, it took two hours just to get a pair of headphones. But we didn't that's... have to pay for any. Okay. <laughs> for fourteen dollars, seven eleven headphones. Dude, fourteen dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, the God. cheapest one. That was the cheapest Does one. The cheapest was 14 Yeah. yeah. They went Shit. up to like 27 <laughs> for 7-Eleven brand. Oh maybe my they're God. really good. Oh, maybe they're Thanks, good. Obama. What, where did you send them, Peter? Seriously. I, it was a normal 7-Eleven. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. That's, that's really interesting. Okay, guys. So today we have a stacked list. I'm going to quickly run through what we're talking about. So the premiere episode of Stranger Things Season 2. Also, uh, Regal Cinemas considering hiking prices for movies that are better. Okay. Uh, Wonder Woman Oscar talk. Um, James Mangold apparently working on an X-23 film. The Raid director doing Deathstroke in the DCEU. Zachary Levi getting cast as Shazam in the DCEU. Maybe, maybe not. Justice League. Is it tracking well? As well as the embargo and how we feel about it. The early reactions for Disney and Pixar's Coco. Uh, I'll review quickly the abysmal eighth season premiere of The Walking Dead. Uh, And then we will go into a showdown of November to see who will win the box office, Justice League, Thor, Coco, and many, many more things on Red Spotlight number 73. Insert title here. I am just that lazy. We've all seen the premiere of the second season. Uh, we're not going to give a full season review because I know Kyle wants to. I think he's probably the biggest fan of Stranger Things out of all of us. So I think he's probably going to want to review the show. So we've all seen really? the first episode of season two. I think so. I mean, okay. I, I like it. I don't love no, it. No, I just but, didn't know he liked it um, that much. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. He does? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I know he's he, in, he, actually he likes does. well I was going to say in love. No. But he really he likes uh he thinks Millie Bobby Brown is a really good actress. He wanted her to be a Leia. <laughs> he suggested a Millie a Leia live action film uh with Millie Bobby Brown playing Leia and Patty Jenkins directing it, which yeah. is like cancer. And then to I Peter. threw up and then yeah. So, <laughs> let's continue. Let's continue. Okay, so very quickly, can I get you guys' thoughts on, very quickly, on the first season of Stranger Things? Were you a big fan? Do you have any uh, negatives? Uh, I'll go with you first, Nettie. 
Why, why me? Um, because you're nanny. I don't know. I, I liked it, but I, I didn't like it nearly as much as everybody else did. I think the biggest reason that, I don't even know if it's true or not, but the biggest reason that a lot of people liked it is more because, like, the aesthetic and the 80s and all that, and they're not really, maybe they're just not used to it. I don't know, because I know with this one that they really pushed it. Like, the right. 80s. they really pushed it on that first episode, and it's just, I don't know. I think... I don't like it as much as everybody else does, but I did like it. But you it. still enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I did enjoy it. What did you like most about it? Hmm. That it's in the 80s? I guess. I don't know. I, what did you like about it? I like that it seemed a little bit more goofy than I was expecting. I've never seen Stranger Things. The first thing that I saw was the recap season thing. So I feel like Oh my god, really? Isn't it great I, that Netflix does this? I feel like I watched the whole season and I didn't have to waste my time. So I hey. love that Netflix does those because I feel like more people would jump into shows if they could just have recaps. Yeah, and there's then, a lot of shows I want to jump into, but it's like I got to see five seasons. Screw that. I know. It's like don't waste my time. I know I have yeah. to watch a new season to keep up with everyone else. Let's just do this. Mm-hmm. I think it like the actors, about like, like the child actors there pretty pretty damn good <laughs> they're not little shits i like that yeah um how dare you talk bad about this show go to hell uh <laughs> no <laughs> uh i really liked it i really liked it uh start off with the negatives i did it i didn't like the opening if it was like those weird hipsters robbing a bank oh dude that pissed me off too I didn't even watch this. Just pissed me off. Uh, uh, wait, wait, Peter. We're talking about the first uh, one, Peter. Yeah, you're for the first season. Quickly, you're, you're overall. Oh, the first season. Yeah, the yeah. first oh, one. Oh, okay. I was getting ready to shit on things with Peter. Yeah. I know. We'll get there. Um, no, I actually really like. I I really really like. Oh, guys. Oh shit! I put it back. Um, I got the <laughs> the VHS of Stranger Things. And I know I, I really, really enjoyed it. I do think a lot of it does have to do like people like it because of the nostalgia. But like I was telling Alexis before yeah. you guys got here, I think it does nostalgia right because it wraps it in an original story with really well done and well-rounded characters. So as a whole, I, I, I think it's a really great series. I, can I, really I ask you it. guys, I, I agree with, uh, with pretty much everything that's been said here. But like, can I ask you guys, what do you think wh- what it was about this show that was just, it made it a phenomenon? 80s nostalgia, uh, kid actors, because that's, that's all the rage, and um, sort of this, the monster, spooky monster thing. Yeah, because horror movies are really killing it at the box office. This year, these I mean, days. these past two years, mm-hmm. horror movies are on the rise. Never would I have thought that would happen. So, right? <laughs> so I, I, I think it came at a perfect time. Plus, it's, it's, it takes those things and it does them really well. You so, know, what's interesting about that is a lot of those things could be said about it and why that was so successful. That's exactly why it made yeah. all that money. <laughs> That's 120% why. So, yeah, uh, I think we all liked the show a lot. And uh, obviously, there are a lot of people who were really crazy for it. So, but um, we've all had uh, the chance to see a bits and pieces of season two. We're going to uh, focus primarily on the premiere. Mm-hmm. Be advised that there will be 
spoilers for the first episode, but given the fact that this will be uploaded on Sunday, most of you will already have seen the entire season. So, yeah. you know, that's how it goes. If so I wasn't guys, doing um, this, I would have finished the season by now. Yeah, uh, sorry, we had to burden you, Peter. Uh, okay, go ahead, go into uh, what you were diving into with the whole bank robbing opening scene. Oh, um, I'm not that far in, so I don't know how it plays in, but I could probably guess how it plays in. Um, because she has the eight, like, oh, there's more than 11, um, which kind of <laughs> reminded me of 626 and Lilo and Stitch. And it's like, oh, where are the other experiments? He hadn't even seen, he hasn't even seen Stranger Things. And I, he knew, he was, I like, was I like, I bet like, she has superpowers. I bet she's like number seven. And then it's like number eight. And I was like, damn, I was one off. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but also they just like I didn't like it just it was shot weird it didn't feel like it was in the 80s it's like these weird hipster people it felt like a different show it, I, it felt like a, a, yeah I don't know if they had someone else direct it but it's like I don't like this but, but right afterwards uh, I really liked it I, I liked that they added new characters um, yeah. I like the the continuation of like not everyone is okay. It's not just back to normal. Like people are kind of traumatized. At uh, first, hashtag it, it, it has for Bart. that impression. <laughs> of course, justice for Bart. But first, it kind of gives off this impression that they have moved on. But as the episode unfolds, there is still a lot of lingering. Um, you know, a lot of there's a lot of things that are, that clearly have not been resolved. And obviously, with Will, the kid that got kidnapped by the Demogorgon last season, it just seems like he's just worsening. And I don't know, do you, are these like visions, or is he actually being transported into the Upside Down? What do you think is at play there? Well, I won't spoil it, but yes, he is actually there. Oh, okay. So you have okay because I've only seen the first mm-hmm. or so episode. So the joke um, was I did Nettie, spoil it. Um. You kind of already <laughs> did, but okay. All right. Um, tell us, uh, let me see here. They really are doing something interesting with, uh, I guess, Justice for Barb. Uh, <laughs> the parents, apparently. What is happening there? Nobody wants to tell them that she's dead, and they can't because then they have to say all that other nonsense. Oh, yeah, you know, that that's, that's also a big thing. Did you guys, because uh, that really wasn't, touched at all in the finale of season one do you guys like the whole like uh the whole expl- or the reasoning for how this is all sweeped under uh very quickly did you buy into that yeah yeah i thought it, I thought it, wor- it worked out really well and then also how 11 found her way back from the upside down and then did you guys think that um hopper was uh harboring her yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, right away, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty obvious. Um, so, yeah, go, guys, go ahead. Tell us uh, anything else that stood out to you. Um, I, I think that this is Renona Ryder's perfect role just because she is kind of, like, kooky in real life. <laughs> and to play this mom who's constantly stressed out, like, where's my son? Um, I think I don't know. I think it works perfectly for her. I'm I'm happy that they brought Rudy in. Yeah, I love Rudy. I was so excited. I was like, "It's Mikey from the Goonies, dude." I was like, "That's cool," and that's what I mean. Like, I love how they bring in new characters, and I didn't. I kind of didn't expect that. I expected the same, except going forward. But they brought in the bad boy and the bad boy's little sister. How do you feel about them? (laughs) He's so bad. Uh, 
the the little girl I like. I like the idea of throwing another girl into the like little kids dynamic. Yes, yes. Um, I feel like the bad boy. I feel like what's her name is just going to be stupid and hook up with the bad boy guy, and then it's going to be more drama. I hope that's not what happens. Nancy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually I do like that um, because a lot of people were really angry at her for kind of dissing Barb, and I guess she Mm -hmm. was the reason that she got killed. So it is nice that Nancy is like really like a year later she's finally feeling guilty instead of making out with everybody. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I didn't That's even, how she copes. I didn't even know anything at all. Like this girl seems kind of like a bitch. I'm not like. like oh. I will say she kind of is more this season. Um, it like her who's boyfriend the guy got she's better. Dating? Her boyfriend got better. Her, no, like I'm on season three, and in the first season I hated her three. boyfriend. I was, Dude, three. No, two. episode two, episode two. three. Damn, Peter's in the future. <laughs> <laughs> With certain substances, anyone can be in the future. Um. No, but in the first the first season, I was like, "Don't you get with him, Nancy? How dare you?" And then this season, I'm like, "What are you doing? Like, be nice to him. Like, he's actually really cool, trying to be a good boyfriend." And you're being. I kind hated of- that character. Like, honestly, I liked Nancy Nancy a lot in the first season. I could not stand the boyfriend. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I was with you. I was like. He's a cool guy he's now. Because yeah. he's gonna he graduate. Actually, he's leaving. He's like, I need to be an adult. I need to think about insurance and life and jobs. You need to stop drinking and you being know, a whole. It's so sad that people that we know <laughs> that wanted to be adults couldn't have been that nice. But you know, I guess that happens every now and then. I mean, with, uh, for other people, they just get worse. But we should have a shade counter for Alexis. <laughs> There's like a little ding that goes off every time he throws shade at someone. Well, I don't think we want to have noise effects. If Kyle's going to be on the show, because then he's just going to push buttons. Boing. And... That's another shade right there. Um, well, that wasn't really shade. That was a direct insult. But, you know, you yeah. can take it however you want. Anything else? Uh, do you guys, how is this comparing so far to the first season? Nettie and, and Peter. I'm liking it. I'm yeah. What about I'm... Eric? I, I prefer oh, the first it. season. <laughs> it was much quicker. It was about like five minutes. Mm-hmm. I prefer it overall. They cut all the fat out. Gave me That's the true. They streamlined it. That's all I wanted. I think it's less focused than the first season, but I think there's more going on. So I, I think it's a great first episode. I'll put it that way. I don't know if what I okay. I'm not gonna base my judgments of what I saw on the internet, but apparently. I think it's like a fan fiction that Kyle wrote or something. I don't fucking know. Oh, God. You know, we try not to mention that on the show, but... No, I don't mean like that. that. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I heard that, like, the arrow shows up and the flash. I don't know if that's true. I don't think they're the arrow and the flash, but maybe their actors show up. I don't don't fucking know. Maybe. That would be interesting. Where did you read that at? On the internet. <laughs> the internet's always right. Okay. I don't think that's true, but okay. What if I am right? What if, like, you're hearing it now and it sounds ridiculous, but it happens? What if it happens? I don't know. We have to watch to see. What if they do? What if they have a dance battle, like, at the end of the episode? You're getting ridiculous. What no, if everything. Back to the point. Continue. Eric, do you like this show? Yeah, it's <laughs> alright. Like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. Like, I was interested. Like, I tried to watch the first season with Nettie, and I was like, what is this bullshit? And I went to sleep. 
but like now watching it, kind of like, like Baby Driver. No, no, um, he actually wanted. It. I wanted to watch Baby Driver, but like I got home and I drank a little bit, and then I was like, I'm tired. And then they watched the SpongeBob movie. It was a whole mess, dude. He fell asleep. Anyway, Baby Driver was good though, from okay. what I saw. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So make sure to catch Stranger Things season one on Netflix, and we'll be back next week with a full uh, breakdown and spoiler-filled review. Um, let's move on to this really interesting story happening. Uh, I, I think I shared the article with you guys. Uh, so Regal Cinemas, I think we're all familiar with, mm-hmm. is has this new strategy that they're, they're going to unveil pretty soon about basically having us pay more money for tickets or, yeah, pay more for tickets of movies that are more what's the word? Critically successful than those that are not. So essentially from what I was reading is the plan is let's compare Star Wars The Last Jedi to something like um, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. One will be critically acclaimed. One was critically bashed. So by that standard, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets uh, would maybe cost, I don't know, some, let's say $5 to go in. And then Star Wars would cost like $25 a ticket because it's more popular. It's more better reviews. You'd be paying more for that. How do you guys think of this, number one? And how do you think this, this is going to affect uh, the system? I think that it's kind of unfair just because like sometimes the... Um the ones that don't that aren't so critically acclaimed or whatever sometimes those are like like you said like little hidden gems or whatever and they're right. they're actually pretty good but because the price is lower people will automatically assume like this isn't a good movie so I'm not going to go see it sometimes some people are like that like the price is lower so not as good and then the obviously the more expensive it is i mean that's something to deter you from watching it but then they know well I'm going to get what I'm paying for, kind of thing. Well, I I'll just say for me, I mean, I, I the, the movies that I watch on a proportionate rate are, and eight out of ten times they're great or they're good, then they're not. And basically, I would be paying so much more for basically every movie I've seen this year. But you're paying uh, for than quality. I already have. You're paying for quality, but it's like also you're, you're kind of you're raising ticket prices. I don't think anybody likes that. No. You know how much a ticket costs in in San Diego. Well, it doesn't matter for me. Um, that other Regal is $5 all day long, so just go to that one. Every day. Which Regal? The one that's by the Costco in Chula Vista. That one's always $5 mm-hmm. every day, all day. I think this is stupid because it, it, it's this over-reliance on reviews. And again, it just kind of Rotten says... Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. I don't, like, I don't Rotten like Rotten Tomatoes. tomatoes. I trust IMBD more. Rotten Tomatoes. I, I, it doesn't matter. There's so many great films that all of us love that are probably rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. And I, I just don't think that films, that movie reviews should determine whether a film is worthy or not. Yeah. Or less expensive or more or expensive. Or less expensive or yeah. more expensive. Because again, people are so subjective. There's a lot of films I think are complete, absolute shit that people love and they want to go see. And then there's films that I want to see that other people might not like. Again, it all depends on the kind of people and the kind of movie experience you want to have. Um, I can kind of understand if it's like more movie money for the blockbuster ones. Maybe. Maybe. Um, But even then, I think it's ridiculous. I I, I honestly think it, it should just be 
whatever your set ticket price is, and then that's the way it is for all films. Do you think this is a response to Movie Pass? Mm-hmm. Because uh, you have that now, Peter. I have Movie Pass. Yes, I've used it twice now. You've seen a Happy Death Day and oh Jigsaw. And Jigsaw. <laughs> and yes. how were those? Would, oh, first of all, would you have gone to see those if you didn't have Movie Pass? Probably. <laughs> um, there, but there's other films I, I'll probably use it for that I wouldn't have gone and and used it with. Um, I I'm loving it so far. It did take almost two months for me to get it, but it's it's working out great. I just pick a film. I, it's already with those two films I've seen. It's already I've already made like money wise it's already been worth it It, those two films within a month um it could be a response to that um but something's got to give because ticket prices are getting so damn expensive so then that means that movie studios only put money into big blockbuster projects so and that's already bad enough. That's already a bad enough epidemic happening. But it's getting worse and worse and worse yeah. and worse. And then that's why you see people fleeing because they're not getting right. the type of healthy filmmaking that they want to see at the movie theaters. It's the same crap. So they go to Netflix where they can see shit like a Mindhunter or American Vandal. Um, so I, I, I think it's it's an attempt to get people back to the movie theaters. And I don't I don't know. Well, I, I think it's a bad idea. Out. Well, here's an interesting question for Nettie because she's also um, a director. A question I have for you is, do you think um, that this um, could negatively affect, um, I don't know, aspiring directors that can't make their movies because they're not, uh, th- like those kind of movies just don't make nearly enough money as blockbusters do? Yep. That's that's kind of what I was talking about, like in the beginning. Like, if they're not really as well known because you don't hear about them or whatever, then you're not gonna go. Like, I don't know. But either way, that's kind of how it already is. But so, I think it but can it'll hurt make it, it worse because, it, like, yeah. let's say, like La La Land, like that's that was this big Oscar push film, and then people are like, oh, I hear it's up for Best Picture. Let's go watch it. What I gotta pay an extra three bucks? Fuck that. Let me go see Transformers Five instead. Because <laughs> um, it has shitty reviews and it'll be a cheap ticket. Cause but um, a lot of people don't want to waste money on something that they that they they're, they're going to think is crap because it's cheaper. But a lot of people don't want to spend any dumb. more than they already have to. Well, okay, that's it. Yeah, well, well, okay. But a lot, I mean, I get what you're saying, Eddie, and I agree with you. A lot of people don't want to spend money on something they know it's going to be bad. But at the same time, do you, a lot of people, as we speak right now, are not going to the movie theater anymore. We had we had a story a couple of weeks back at the end of the summer that movie theater, ex- uh, the experience of I already movie- know that I know that trust me I I know a, I studied a theater going yeah it's the same is, yeah I know it's down but it's the people that do Alexis, go, don't try to talk I down sound to like her. Tony. I'm just saying like I understand <laughs> that but the the people that do go because those are the people that consistently go for example you guys you guys go to every fucking premiere that there is like. Well. <laughs> No, like you're the type of you're the type of people that you're the problem that are going to continue. What is with this? You people, you're the type of people that are going to continue to go to those movies because they 
are the movies that you're expecting them to be, and you're willing to pay the price for them because you know that they're going to be critically acclaimed and all this BS, and so you're going to watch them. This is directed to people like you that continue to go to the movie theaters. Right, right. Uh, and so, to, uh, yeah. Mm hmm. Right. Okay, and obviously this is Regal Cinemas, mm -hmm. which is probably more of that kind of audience. Do you think other chains like uh, Cinemark or AMC w are going to copy this model if this is successful? AMC's in some already way? expensive. <laughs> it, it already is, like seventeen dollars, I think. Really? Uh, or actually, well, it depends on the area. Right here where I'm at in La Jolla, I'm pretty there? sure it's oh screw that. It's like fifteen. Well, I mean the um, what, what's it called the um, the ArcLight Theater is seventeen dollars. Um, but it depends on which one. There are AMC's in the San Diego area that are like five dollars. Palm four, fourteen. Yeah. Just the, the Palm that is five dollars. Go to collect. Let me put it this way: um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is a film at least me and Alexis we, we really loved, and it made little to yeah. no money. Do Nothing. you think that? Don't you think that they would have made even less money if because it was critically came acclaimed which the film was that they charged more for that film i mean if people already had little interest in watching that movie and it was more expensive than they would let's say a happy death day that's what i'm saying i think it could have a negative effect people would just go overall. watch happy death day yeah because it's cheaper i just think in general when you're talking about people look <clears throat> here we go with me talking about politics People hate it when they said, I'm going to raise your taxes, but wouldn't you like free health care? Fuck that shit. You're going to raise my taxes. Go fuck yourself. They don't, people don't like to hear you're going to be paying more money. They, they, yeah, they, they'll wait they'll, and they, watch it on the internet like everybody else. There it is. Everyone, yeah. tune you out. everyone should just, what I'm seeing now more than ever with like filmmakers <laughs> that put stuff on like Daily Motion or YouTube or Daily other you. free things that don't cost anything besides ad revenue that they get from... Oh from people that watch the videos is that they're going this chance rapper route where they're just like I'm not gonna make you pay for my thing just watch it because then I get more publicity and that's better than getting money in the end because then eventually I get more well known so when I do start making blockbuster films I do make up the money there because you're eventually gonna know who well, I am. That's, that's an interesting thing because we've actually, we've actually been seeing a lot of stories this year like uh, like a Peter uh, would recall this uh, that WB somehow coerced Martin Scorsese to do a Joker film because Scorsese, Scorsese is having a hard time making any of his own movies. That's why he's going to Netflix because his movies are not making any money at the box office. What was the reason why he made Silence? That thing crashed and burned. That's the no shitty one. part because like, I watched Silence and I would never sit watch Silence again because it is like a dragging, depressing-ass movie. But damn if it wasn't an interesting-ass movie to watch, was it not? Like, it was interesting, but it was depressing. Like, you watch it, and you're like, man, yeah. when is it going to get happy? And you're like, no, it's not, because it's Japan, and Japanese people are robots. And they will, <laughs> they are programmed to kill people in this era, so it's not going to be fun. And that's it. Like, you're not going to have fun watching the movie. Like, it, this is, like, a lesson. Like, Spider-Man isn't just going to shoot his, like, strings and, like, blast out of here like Peter Parker or some bullshit. He's going to die, and he dies. Spoilers. I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. I had a response at some point, but then it got lost in there. But I just keep adding on to things. Anyways, so 
it's Martin Scorsese, I feel like, is getting more experimental with his films, but no one wants experimental. Well, the, the, the thing is, it's sad that we live in a day and age where Martin Scorsese, of all people, can't be allowed to make the movie he wants because his movies have not been doing that well at the box office. Because people don't go to the movie theater to be challenged. They go to the movie theater to have a good time. Yeah. That's, and yeah. they want guarantee if they're dishing out like all this money because it gets more expensive, they want a guaranteed good time. Mm-hmm. So that's why mm-hmm. they stick to their typical blockbuster bullshit that they know is going to give them that good time. At what point is too much too much money? That's the thing. It's, how, I, I don't know. How much would you pay to watch a movie in the theater? Like the max. $5. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I, I, I already pay seventeen dollars each time I go, and it's like sometimes I just don't. I just ignore it. I Alexis, I do not have that luxury, Alexis. Alexis, you need to check your privilege. Yeah, I do not have that luxury at all. Privilege. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Not happening. It's okay. Well, that was an interesting conversation. All right, let's going to move on to this next one, Peter. This is one that's close to your heart. Um, Logan is getting mm-hmm. a sequel. James Mangold, X-23, Daphne Keene, and it's all Patty Jenkins' fault. How do you respond? <laughs> um, that was a pretty um, loaded question. Is James Mangold directing? Uh, he's developing the story. He, if he directs, assume... then uh, I'm all in. I love it. Love it, love really? it. Really? Okay. I loved um, Logan. Daphne Keene. Logan's probably my favorite film of the year. Well, I don't know. But Daphne Keene was great. And if they make it, it obviously has to be a very different story. But if they just kind of let it be its own thing, which it looks like Fox is doing with their X-Men series, um, why not? I'm all, bring it on. So that, that that's how much confidence you have now with Fox Marvel. That, that I would think a story like this would bother you a year ago. It's not that like you're WB. Like <laughs> well, that's exactly how it is. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, but I know enough about X twenty three to know that there is a wealth of interesting things going on there that they could add on to. Oh, okay. But I have not seen Logan, but I've heard it's really good. So. Well, you can you can see that on the movies anywhere thing that I gave you. So oh, it's on nice. there okay. if you want to see it. It's a honestly, it's one of the best movies of the year, if not the best. Um, it's it's a really. I'll great probably film. just fall asleep through Baby Driver again. Yeah, probably. To be well, fair, with, with, that film was really slow. There was like no fast paced um, anything going on in that film. To be fair, <laughs> I liked it, but like it's then a I very got slow sleepy. burn. But like okay, I'm like a nana. Like I get sleepy when I watch movies. I can't help it. Like my nana watches movies. Don't 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 insult. Your nana is a beast. My nana goes to Netflix all day. Your guys' yeah. nana are beasts. <laughs> You're worse than a nana. <laughs> I'm like a tata then. Damn. Anyways, yeah. anyways. Justice League, Peter and guys. <laughs> Justice League is coming out. Justice League is happening. So we have a couple of figures to report. So. Uh, the box office tracking for the movie is currently set anywhere between $110 million to $120 million opening weekend, as well as a uh, embargo day currently set for November the 15th, the day before it is released in theaters. Uh, I don't watch any DC Universe BS. <laughs> well, like, okay... 
they have a track record, and it's that their movies are not that great from what I've heard from people. So Have you seen Wonder Woman? No, but I've heard conflicting things. I hear people that like it a lot, and people that are like, ah, it's all right. Okay. They're like too much slow-mo, though. That's their big thing. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably like it, most likely. Did you uh, get any... Uh, did you see any of the other ones, like Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, or I, BBS? I saw The Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, like, the George Clooney Batman movie. They were interesting. They had that Seal song. The Kiss from the Oh, Rose. yeah, that was a good song. That's a good song. Guy Bad Dad. Did you see any of the DC films, the DCEU films at all? Oh, which ones? Name all of them, Alexis. Uh, Suicide Squad, Man of Steel, BVS, Wonder Woman. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you seen none of them? No. I don't think so. I saw Lego I Batman. Like, no, I started Suicide Squad and then I was like, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Why? Why? What happened there? What happened? Why? I think just the way it looked. I just You watched BVS too and you were like, eh. You're like 30 minutes of it and you're like, I'm done. I remember when we talked about BVS when it was coming out and we were trashing it and you're like, I, it looks fine. It I don't know what like you guys are talking be, about. It thought it was going to be okay, but then it just, it really The wasn't, first it trailer wasn't. looked like it was like, oh, it's going to be epic. And then after that, it just kind of went like, they got too edgy with it. That's the biggest problem. Like, stop being so, like with the trailers at least. It seems Maybe like. you're just a normie. Oh, damn. I take that as an offense, Peter. Those them fighting words. Uh, we're talking about the tracking. The how much is tracking for, right? Yeah, we're talking about the tracking and how much it's going to open at the box office. And I think what Eric and Eddie were saying is because look, they haven't themselves seen the movies. They've seen bits and pieces, mm-hmm. but I think like they've heard the bad things that have been said about this film, and I think that's a direct correlation with what you're seeing because I think by no means you can say that Justice League having a hundred and Ten, hundred and twenty dollar opening weekend is a good thing. This is the fucking Justice League. If the Avengers, both of the Avengers, can cross over two hundred easily in its first weekend, if Deadpool and Suicide Squad can make one hundred and thirty easily, BVS at one hundred and sixty six. How? It's it, honestly at this point, it is alarming that it's tracking this slow. I mean, I don't think for a second it's going to open that low. I think it'll. If the tracking is at 120 right now, I think for me, with tracking, it's very tricky. So you have to give or take for me anyway, 20 million. So I think right now, $140 million opening weekend is a pretty safe bet for Justice League. But even if it is $140 million, even that I think is too low. For a movie that has Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Flash, and probably even The Green Lantern. I, I agree. Um, this should it should be at least a two hundred million dollar weekend. If th- if this is supposed to be this huge huge thing that's competing with um, the, the Avengers, um, which before the Avengers came out, Justice League was the actually well known superhero team, and you have two three of the biggest superheroes known to mankind: Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. It's kind of ridiculous that it's not, and I do think it's not that great. That it's going that high, but we also know why. Because the the last Wonder Woman I thought was good, but the three before that were complete and utter shit, and it really pissed me off. And so, I can people are skeptical. I, I think that's what it is. So I mean, and this is where 
bad word of mouth and bad reviews and just take its toll bad movie experiences they do take its toll so it it might have legs if it ends up being good if it doesn't end up doing good then i don't don't expect that great of uh, box office numbers but i think it's still an open question on, on many different things when it comes to justice league um here's the thing how is it that and it may not play out the way in the end but how is it that Justice League is tracking lower than Thor? Thor looks pretty neat, though. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Thor made looks by, actually it, pretty fun. It's yeah. directed by Waititi. Taika yes. Waititi. All, all of those things are, resonate with, with those of us who love film and, and, follow this, and follow this. But in general, for a general audience, don't you think it's a bit alarming that a movie that has Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Green Lantern, Flash is tracking to make less money in its opening weekend than a movie that just has Thor and Hulk. Well, yeah. Who would have thought that? I mean, I mean, I the tra- first of all, let's look at the marketing here. By there's no comparison. The marketing for the Thor film, Thor Ragnarok has been so much better mm-hmm. than the mm-hmm. Justice League marketing. Yeah, I just think the marketing doesn't really compare. I think the, the marketing for Justice League to be honest with you has been kind of maligned and kind of been a misfire i mean i think there have been some hits but it's been more shaky than stable i just well, think I, I saw this coming when the comic-con trailers both dropped at the same time and very easily the thor trailer beat out the justice league trailer and in, in amount of views yeah, it, got, it got more hits yeah and it's, it's like thor this trailer. should not be happening um but it was so I, right I, now, it says that Thor Ragnarok is tracking for $125 million opening weekend. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's way above than the other Thor movies open to. Uh, there's more excitement for this Thor film. And right now, so... I, I just think it's crazy <laughs> that Thor is, is tracking higher than Justice League right now. I, I don't think that would ever... We, we would have guessed that would have happened. But continue, Peter. No, no, no. I, it's, it's kind of hard to add on because the main... The main thing with this story is you ask yourself, okay, why is this happening? But we all yeah. know why it's happening. Yeah. It's because they made shitty films and people lost confidence in that. Marvel is consistent. People, you know, like I said, it's all about having a guaranteed good time at the movie theater. With Marvel, they feel they can trust purchasing that ticket. DC, that trust is kind of wavered. So Even after Wonder Woman. Even after Wonder Woman, because um, what's it called? Justice League it looks more like BVS than Wonder Woman. You don't make yeah. like one yeah. good film and then all the other ones are gone. You're just like, well, they still did other poopy ones. So like, well, yeah. tell that to the Hollywood elite, okay? I'm gonna get molested. Fuck that. <laughs> Apparently, Hollywood <laughs> completely absolved the crimes of the DCU the minute Wonder Woman was released because it was such. An awakening of something, I don't know. Tell them, Alexis, um, you're part of the elite. <laughs> no, yeah, sure, sure, I'm part of the elite. Um, tell me, Peter, even if it does open to 150, 160 even, mm-hmm. wouldn't that in itself still be a disappointment? Because this is a movie that should still make over 200. Theoretically, yeah. It, it really, really should. Don't yawn, god damn it. No, we're all yawning. Oh I my know. god, because it's 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 twelve at night. I know. Yeah. 
Um, no, yeah, it will be. But because those set projections were so low, the fact that it got bumped up to 160, people will be like, oh, look at awesome. It's like, eh, whatever. And also, this film is pretty damn expensive because they basically had to reshoot a lot of it. Twice. Twice. Yeah. They, they basically had two rounds of reshoots with two directors and so much. I think, I, think I, I don't believe for a second the movie has been finished editing at this point. I think they're still, no, they're I think still, they're still, working, still on it. working out the film. And it's like, what, less than a month away? Yeah. Less than a month away. Uh, the embargo, for those who are not in, in the know, the embargo is when the critics drop their reviews. And once the embargo is lifted, usually if a movie studio has confidence in their film, they will lift the embargo ahead of time. Uh, what WB always seems to do this, but uh, it's not a good thing for them. The embargo will be lifted on the 15th of November, the day before it comes out in theaters, Justice League. T- come on, that can't be... Well, it could be either way at this point, but it, it that does not look good either I'm way. Pull a fast one on um, honestly, I just think the WB doesn't know what makes a good film, so they're afraid. <laughs> Because they thought that suicide. Well, I don't think suicide. I think they knew Suicide Squad was a piece of crap. But they genuinely BVS. thought BVS was going to be this humongous hit for them. And I think they were really taken aback by how shitty the reception they got to it. And with Wonder Woman, I don't think they knew that Wonder Woman was going to be good. I think they were still afraid that they were going to get a negative reception. So they. I think now they're just have the mentality of better safe than sorry. So I mean, it's sad that you can make a movie with Batman versus Superman, and then everyone's like, "Eh." Like, yeah, that was that. That's the biggest disappointment. But I think it, it it really goes beyond that. I I just feel a lack of excitement for this movie. Like I with Thor with, with Thor, I feel everybody is really looking forward to Thor, mm-hmm. and Justice League. I just don't feel any kind of enthusiasm. I feel more trepidation and cautiousness toward it. Plus, it's uh, a it's going to be pretty short. It's only going to be two hours. Isn't uh, Ragnarok going to be shorter than that? Yeah, but it's not a team movie. That's interesting, huh? I wonder what they cut out then, because usually, if, if that was a Zack Snyder film, which apparently it is, who knows? Um, that would have been a, a three-hour cut. Two hours is going to be nothing but action scenes. Yeah, and also, like what I said back to earlier, the trailers, I'm sorry, but they haven't been very good. It all just no. looks like like the like the BVS action, but on steroids and, and uh, what's it called, and Viagra. And, and what was that concern you said, Peter, that you haven't seen the Justice League save a single human being in any of the trailers? <laughs> I was... Yeah, because that's kind of been my issue, especially with BVS and Man of Steel, is just the blatant lack of humanity in those films for a freaking superhero stories. Um, well, not just the lack of humanity. There's also been blatant murder. Well, yeah. yeah. Your heroes Batman aren't badass unless they just break people's necks like it's nobody's business. Superman and Batman like murdered more yeah. people than I think probably Doomsday did in that movie. That's why I couldn't take Suicide Squad seriously because I'd rather hang out with the Suicide Squad. Batman and Superman fucking terrify me. I, those are, those are the real villains of that superhero show. They know what they are. I will see. There's there is little nuggets that get that give me hope. Like there is a line. The Red Sky. No, not the Red Sky. But there's a line by Batman to uh, Flash Ezra Miller, 
And it's when he's like, oh, I'm, I'm scared. I don't know. I've never been to war. And then Batman tells him, like, save one person. You know, just, just save one person and then tell me what you feel. And stuff. So it's like, oh, okay. They, maybe they, they could, have they learned. They could go somewhere. They could go somewhere yes, with that. But even then, you haven't seen them really save anybody at all. Yeah. So I, I, they better show that because that's kind of the whole point of superheroes. It's not yeah. the flashy explosions. It's actually which is why people. Wonder Woman was a successful movie. Yes, that's why people gravitated towards Wonder Woman because it was actually about giving a shit about someone other than yourself and not being a moody, arrogant asshole like the other ones. I think like the other ones. they have a problem with like the DC movies are trying to make themselves more actiony. I'm guessing I don't watch them because they seem boring to me. But they try to see more yeah, action. They are boring, by the way. Yeah, I, I believe you. And I, I'll have to watch a few days <laughs> fall asleep through those. Eric, they might be a little too slow for you. I'll, I'll put it that way. Oh, I love slow movies. My favorite movie of all time is like the slowest movie ever. Baby Drive? Yeah. How'd you know, Peter? <laughs> but, like, okay, so you see the animated films that they make, the DC yeah. Universe, and they're, like, amazing because they're, like, well thought out, like, writing and shit like that. Like, people love those. But I have I have a feeling they think that's not gonna do good at the box office, and of course they're not gonna put shit out like that. I'm pretty sure more people would be more willing to watch something like that than fucking watch Superman fly through buildings while Zod shoots laser beams at him. Like I while millions are are being murdered. I will find him. <laughs> that was the best line of the movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like he just screamed it. Like I, I don't know. I that's like the one part of the movie that I love. Dude, one. <laughs> do you think? Do you think there'll be a sky beam and an opening? A, a sky God, beam. I hope. You know, there's already red skies. <laughs> I feel like there might be. To the the whole DC, we had a couple bits of DC news this week with uh, yes. the director of the raid uh, directing the new Deathstroke solo film that was also announced, which is also useless and completely unnecessary. And then also they cast uh, Zachary Levi in uh, Shazam, mm-hmm. which we still have no idea how that fits into the DCEU. Is there even a DCEU anymore? That's my question. Like, I, I, if, if this movie is going to be so successful, why aren't we seeing any movement on Cyborg or Flash or like any anything on Man of Steel 2? Why are we focusing so much on these Batman characters? I To be fair, Cyborg is kind of boring. He's just uh, Yeah, Cyborg. Cyborg's kind of boring. I'd rather see a Teen okay. Titans. You movie. need to see like a Raven with a Robin. Just, yeah, make a mm-hmm. Teen Titans. If Cyborg is kind of, why is he in the Justice League? I I, I don't get it. Because uh, he was bumped up for. Um, he was bumped up from the Teen Titans. I don't know. Um, he got I actually, too I, old. I, I like him better. <laughs> oh yeah, he he turned eighteen and they kicked him out. <laughs> no, he turned twenty and they kicked him out. No, I like him better with the Teen Titans. Um, as far as the the Raid director, that is a great director to get if you want to make like an action right. film. Because the Raid movies are pretty awesome. Um, do you need a Deathstroke movie? No. I don't want one. Put him, put him in a Batman movie, but it's uh, he doesn't need his own film at all. Okay, but, but here's the thing, though. That's how, a great how, director. I think, that, that's true. But I think I've lost track of the number of movies WB has announced for DC this year. Oh, yeah. They're not all. That's why I, I can't even get mad because it's like I don't even think you're gonna get made, so I kind of don't care. <laughs> well, it looks like Shazam is definitely gonna get made. Oh yeah, that one's definitely getting made. And that was, how do you feel about that one? That's funny because that's being uh, done by a horror director. New who, Line Cinema is doing that though. 
Yeah. New Line is 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 producing the film. What, uh, they're they're why? part of WB. Well, they they are, but like they're not associated with you know the, any the of the other DC films. Uh, he did Lights Out. He started off doing uh, short horror films on YouTube, and hmm. then uh, his Lights Out short got him the movie. He made that right after that. He made Annabelle Creation, and then straight from that, uh, what's it called? Shazam. <laughs> so like in a <laughs> that's a weird in a matter time, of like a couple of years, he just bloop bloop bloop. He's at the top. Okay, so what what is Shazam? I don't I don't I don't get this property. I don't know what this character is. Okay, it's a little boy, Billy Baxton. I Baxton, fuck his name. I don't care. Um, his name's Little Billy, and he finds a wizard, and the wizard, like he give he gives him powers or whatever. Um, whenever he says Shazam, he he turns into a full grown basically Superman knockoff. Um. That's basically what it, he he's he can fly around. He can use lightning powers. He's has a cape and everything, and that's that's kind of his thing. He go, he says Shazam to go from the little kid to the um the big Superman type guy. How do you feel about the casting of Zachary Levi? Does that fit to you? I don't know. Uh, I only know him from TV, and he's he's good. He's obviously going to have to get buff as shit. He, he, right, right. I um, uh, know him from Chuck. He was the voice of uh, Flynn Rider in Tangled. And I think he also played uh, Thrandall or whatever character in the Warriors through the Thor movies. Mm-hmm. Or the second one, anyway. I guess the thing is, can he hold his own against The Rock? Can they be the Rock uncomparable? Be, because the, the Rock is playing Black Adam. That, yeah. That is confirmed, right? Which is his nemesis. And I guarantee you he's going to be in the Shazam movie. So, you know, I you need someone that The Rock doesn't come in and just take over the film. So I guess that's my biggest worry is can he hold his own against him? Okay. Uh, just to wrap this DC thing up, if Justice League comes out and if it disappoints, what comes next? You mean when it disappoints? Oh, okay. Oh, I, have, I don't watch any of it. Well... Like man, they just need to restructure their whole universe at this point, don't you think? Like I suspect I'll like it, but I don't know. It might be good. Uh, didn't uh, Jason Momoa ride like dolphins in the trailer or some bullshit like that? I don't. No, maybe I'm just imagining Parademons or whatever. No. If he did, <laughs> you know, I would already have my ticket. Um, like I was kind of hyped if I saw that. Maybe I was just. I would be mega hyped. He comes in. <laughs> Just on a whole bunch of dolphins? I thought I saw him riding dolphins like a chariot. I'm wrong. Sorry, guys. Probably just a wave or some BS. It was a wave. Little mermaid. Damn it. I just wanted it to be a dolphin, I guess. Okay. Um, if if the movie comes out and it doesn't do so well, nothing changes. Yeah. It'll yeah. just be the same. Nothing. It'll be the same. There'll be no fluctuation whatsoever. No. They're going to no. keep doing the same thing. You already have Aquaman coming out, and then you're going to have Batman, and then you're going to have Wonder Woman 2, and then, and they're for sure making all of those. And then one of those is going to end up being good, and then it gives audiences enough reason to come back for the next four. So They just need to be bought yeah. by Disney uh. so they can have good writers behind them. You know, the thing is, Peter, how you said you do suspect you'll like it. You realize every time you say that, it always bites you in the ass when it comes to a DC film. That's true. But even even though you say you like Wonder Woman, 
which we'll go into in a minute. Um, you you still walked out disappointed by the movie. It's not necessarily the film's fault of that, but technically, yes. I still liked it, though. I still thought it was a good film. Okay. Uh, guys, so uh, Wonder Woman is being considered for Best Picture. Uh, a lot of people are releasing their Oscar lists, and movies like Get Out uh, are being on there, but also, for whatever reason, Wonder Woman. Girl power. Girl power. There, there it is. There it is. I mean, is there any any denying it at this point? That's why. Were the slow mo oh. scenes that great? <laughs> I don't know. I'm being I'm being serious. Like I didn't see. No, apparently okay. the uh, the nomads land scene was just life changing. World War One was a beast. It's pretty terrible. Pretty bad. Pretty bad things going on. What if you were like a like a French soldier and you see Wonder Woman just deflecting bullets? And you're just like, whoa. The first thing I would think is like, why is that naked woman doing on the battlefield? Why okay, is she moving um, in slow motion? <laughs> What's going on? Okay, uh, Peter, tell me. Tell you what? <laughs> why? 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 I mean, oh, for you know, do, do you, you know, know this answer, I know, Alexis? I, I know, I know, but do you think at this point it is so obvious that it is going to get nominated for Best Picture? It's good. Oh, it's definitely good. I, I think at this point it's going to get nominated it, for sure. And how angry will that make you? Pretty angry. And again, and that feels bad because I like the movie. Like, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was the best film easily out of the DCEU. But I think people dramatically overhype the film and pretend as if it's this life-changing experience when at the end of the day it was like, oh, that was a good, entertaining time at the movie theater. Not this best picture-worthy film in any right, though. So... No, Logan? Logan, I don't even know if it should be on the best picture list, but it's the only film comic book film released this year that I think deserves even the slightest discussion of that and it's not going to get that at all um I just hate when politics gets involved with these things but these things are all politics yeah especially yeah. the Academy Awards That's why I it's all going to be politics I don't care about <laughs> them because it's it's more about what film is most popular and you campaign mm -hmm. for it the most it's like what John Schnepp said. These award shows are all bullshit. They are all bullshit. Right. Yeah. So it's... Eh. It's whatever. Nettie, Nettie, what do you think about this? Because I know you've heard a lot of conflicting things about Wonder Woman. I think it is what you guys said because of like the hype and all that. Because I did notice that. like, um, like I, when, when I did hear the conflicting things, when people really liked it, they like really liked it. Like a lot. Yeah. But... I cried. Just, yeah, like that kind of thing. And uh, I don't know. I think it has to do with like everything that's kind of going on right now. And then, yeah, like that really does make a difference. They'll know they're, it's, they know that that's kind of a power they can use to make it like more up there. You know what I mean? Last La La Land. Yeah. <clears throat> About what? The power of politics. That's the reason why it's not best picture right now. 
It was best picture for eight, eight seconds, all of eight seconds. That was the best eight seconds um, of your life. <laughs> yeah, and then it came the worst. Well, how many days it has it been since? It was a wonderful night for me. I don't know. No, it was, it was not a good night. Um, Nettie, can I just ask you, what, what is your reaction to all the, all the shit that's flying right now in Hollywood? Do you think anything will actually be done out of it? Uh, there's more being done. Okay, you go first. No, 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 you go. Go ahead. go ahead. I am happy that there's more speaking out about it and that Corey Feldman is not seen as a crazy man anymore. Wait, is that what you're talking about? Oh. Well, I, I don't guess think that that's counts. what you were talking oh, about. Oh, okay, well, then. <laughs> I think that turn, goes along with it. Oh, yeah. He's, well, I, he's I, getting he death does. threats, so, I mean, that's pretty yeah. terrifying. You know you're doing something right. I have some things right. to talk, say about Corey Feldman. I have, so. Goonies never die. <laughs> is that why? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will I say to get Natty's. Okay, go ahead, Peter. Go with ahead. Corey Feldman, I, I, I think it's a travesty that like he wasn't listened to earlier because mm-hmm. he's been saying this shit forever, forever. Mm-hmm. and no one would listen to him. Um, but I do think it's weird that he's just not up in releasing names and stuff like that. He's saying, let me make a movie I, about it. Let me make a movie and put I everybody at risk. And, you know. and it's like, this is serious like this no uh, if you want to make a movie fine but you should have released names and everything to the internet like yesterday yeah Yeah. it's it's i don't know that's what's kind of fishy yeah Yeah, that's what's fishy to me there's this big problem with hollywood like up doing shit like that like there's this petition going around to bring roman polanski back into the u.s and wes anderson discussed before yeah natalie portman We've discussed this before, mm-hmm. that this is the way things have always been done. And, and what I wanted to ask Nettie is, like, what do you think of the reaction in these past three weeks, and do you think it's going to lead to meaningful change in the long run? I think maybe for a little bit it'll make people feel comfortable, like there is changes going on, but then in the end it's just going to go back to the way it is. Do, because Do you think they're just going to be more careful now about how they do it? Like, oh, i got to be secret about how I'm molesting people now. They're they're so powerful. Like I don't. They can just do it in public. Fuck they want. Honestly, I I I disagree though. Really, you think it's gonna really change? I mean, um, I'm sure you won't see it as much. It's gonna be more secret. But it's still gonna be there. It's gonna be Hollywood sick. Just like drugs. Just like drugs. You can like. Well, drugs is drugs is very different than the other things that's going on. But like for someone as top as Mr. Hollywood himself, Harvey Weinstein being brought down. He was brought down because literally everyone came out and spoke out. And I think I think but, there is this bigger but, but willingness hold on, hold on. by actresses but, and actors to just right. they're not afraid because past even, they were afraid. Even because, Terry Crews got molested. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. he did. I know it wasn't well okay, yeah, yeah. He got yeah, sexually okay, assaulted. Harvey Weinstein was brought right. down. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein was brought down, but Bill O'Reilly apparently is resurfacing. Well, right. he's and not so, Hollywood. And, that's Fox News. Donald, that's, diff- that's a different Trump. story. That's a different story, man. We can, well, I can explain this to you guys, but it's a whole different rabbit hole. Oh, are are you on the inside of the whole conservative oh, bubble? So I, you know I, what's actually good. I know how they think. Let's put it that way, man. <laughs> I don't like it, but I know how they think. <laughs> no, but I'll, I, I will say, I. I don't think you'll see real change until you see the big two really purged, which is. Roman Polanski and um, what's his name 
Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Yeah. So what you're telling me, Peter, is we gotta kill Woody Allen and Roman Polanski. No. Well, look, there, there's this they, double they standard be because Harvey Weinstein. Look, Harvey Weinstein was shamed out of Hollywood, but why is Woody Allen still making films and people are still working people with him? People don't, don't making... know. No, people, dude, Alexis, Alexis Moreno didn't even Alexis know. Alexis Moreno didn't, Moreno didn't, didn't even, even know. know. She asked me, she's like, I was like, dude, that was like forever ago. Yeah, like, he married his okay, daughter. But everyone in Hollywood knows. <laughs> like Selena Gomez, I think, I, I think it was her, just did a movie with freaking um, Woody Allen. Yeah. I saw, the, like, I saw the picture of them like yeah and it's chilling. like don't don't pretend to be like hashtag resistance and stand up for women and da 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 and da, then da. Do and then go and do people. a film yeah it's because and associate yourself with them. so i think the next step is to start shaming people like you you get on twitter and you start a hashtag and you shame selena gomez like you knew who this person was why would you work with them and I think you need to do that because... Like Quentin Tarantino? Quentin Tarantino... Uh, didn't he just say he like he knew of Harvey Weinstein's uh, uh, behavior? He, he had this whole thing. He came out, he said, I knew and I feel so bad and I did the wrong thing. And mm-hmm. I, I, do, like, I do see some change starting. <clears throat> but if it stops right here... Then it'll just go back to you. Well, that's what I mean. But, if it's just comfortable mm-hmm. like that, then it's not going to go anywhere. But, but people I, need to keep going and pushing we're it. We're going to come up. I think that we're going to. I think that's going to happen, though. We're going to have the next headline, and everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, remember that Harvey Weinstein thing? Like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't think that's well, true, I mean, guys, though, because like, well, look, now the second are. that you come out, now the second that you come out and you have sexual allegations against you, you're done. Like, your Unless career you're the is president done. of the United States. Well, unless you're the president. Well, yeah. Today, today yes. Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders said, the women that accused Donald Trump of sexually assaulting them, they're liars. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. That's the official statement out of the White House. They're mm-hmm. liars. Okay. Yeah. Is I this mean, Hollywood? Like I said, conservatives are a different monster. That's why shaming them isn't going to fix them. Oh, no, especially since, like, all, like, come on. Like, every, all those powerful guys are just like, fuck it, whatever. It, you didn't catch me. Prove it. Like, I got lawyers. I saddled up. What you gonna do? But that's the thing. If you pug- publicly shame them and you force their company to kick them out because of those allegations. Mm-hmm. And I see and I see that happening now. You got freaking George H.W. Bush to come out and apologize and all this and stuff like that, even though he's like 152. He's for, 152 in a wheelchair with Parkinson's. And yeah. He, he doesn't even talk anymore. There's a... Okay. And, but, even with all that, you still, because of the bad publicity, and it's not like he has a job to lose or anything. Um, you still got him to come out and apologize, and it's still this whole, like, how fucking dare you and stuff like that. That's good. That That means that there's... I do think there's actual change happening. But it can't stop. Mm-hmm. It needs to keep going. I don't think it's fair that you can just come out and be like, sorry, and then that's cool. Bro. It's not cool. No, people aren't being like No, I know. I know it's not. No, I know. But like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, that's a whole. Oof. We're, get, we're getting there. Good luck, there. Justice League. Good luck. That's really helping you out. Hey, ben Affleck. What about that one time Jason Momoa made a, a rape joke? Like, isn't that just as bad? You know, Harvey Weinstein's a producer on Justice League. Oh. And there's also Joss Whedon. Oh. So, yeah. 
you know, these things really do happen. But I also wanted to ask, because uh, we were having the early conversation about politics in, in Hollywood, not just with, this, with these allegations that are blowing up. But do you think we'll ever see this culture of a politics-dominated Academy Awards change or politics driving the actual nominees? Because I know that Peter, Nettie, myself, Kyle, we all have our own issues with the Academy Awards and what is recognized and what is not. And I think for the most part across the board, we're all generally unhappy with how things are decided and how things are run. How, do you think that culture will ever change? Yeah. No, wherever nah. you see power, nah. there's going to be politics. You're always going to agree from palms, like, hey, yo, buddy, you got me, I got you. Like, something has to be, like, extremely so fucking good that everyone else is just like, yeah, I can't deny it, it's really good for them to be like. It's so Wonder Woman. Yeah, that slow-mo scene. <laughs> Which one? Which one? <laughs> the whole movie. Um, no, but I honestly, that's just... Because Hollywood is very powerful. Any place where you see power, politics are going to play into that organization. Whether it's actual um, Washington and politics, uh, churches, Hollywood. Wall Street. And Wall Street. Anything. That, that's just the nature of power. Okay. Uh, can we get into the early reactions for Coco? The brand new Pixar animation uh, film coming out You in mean November. the Book of Life too? Uh, Nettie, did you want to go ahead and start off with that? I'm really excited. I know Peter's not. How, what are you but... looking forward to? What are you looking forward to about this movie? The dog. The dog. <laughs> yeah, see? I told you. <laughs> no, I'm excited because it's like, I know it's really cheesy, but because like the whole cultural thing, and I don't give a shit about, I'm sorry, if it's like Book of Life, because yeah. I don't think it's going to be exactly like that just because it has Dia de los Muertos. It's, Watch. It's more uh, like the feeling that I get when I when I saw the trailer and everything and like I showed my grandma and she has Cholos Quinkles so she was like <laughs> super excited about it and she wants to go see it and it's more like that like because we have the connection to the culture. culture and it's like oh right. and yeah so you're okay with Disney culturally appropriating your heritage not all right Oh they did it to Mulan. <laughs> they did it right because they went over there. They did their research. <laughs> they, they're about it. No, yeah, I like Disney. How they're very good at like doing their stereotypes. Now. Yeah, like uh, like Pocahontas. Yeah. <laughs> Proud native. No, I think what Nadia says is actually very important. I can think is actually kind of key to the success of the film because this is a story and a culture that doesn't get represented much in film at all, and. I think it's actually kind of exciting, honestly, really emotional for those of us who are in this culture to actually see this be on screen and see how this, uh, honestly, the trailers have been so good. They really have been. And I'm really looking forward to this. And I, I, I know that our own Moreno has been crying over this anytime she goes to Disney and sees these, uh, these displays. You people are so emotional. Kyle cries, Nettie, Moreno cries, Nettie, Alexis I, cries. I cried for this, I'm not going to lie. Nettie cries. Eric, do you cry? <laughs> not at movies like that. Just not trailers. Baby Driver? Baby Driver made me cry to sleep. <laughs> it was so good. Nettie, what do you feel of those who say that this is just a, a ripoff of the Book of Life? Those? I understand. Call me out. That's not a bad thing. No, I, I understand what you mean, because I thought that at first, too. I was like, oh, it's just going to be like that. But then, like, I don't know. Now there's a dog. Now there's a dog. <laughs> dude, dude, I, I swear, if, you, if there's a cat in the movie, this is Nettie's favorite movie of all time. Stop. 
Dog and a cat. Let me tell you the story. He's going to go to the other side, and then he's going to see all his family. There's going to be shenanigans, and then he's he's going to meet his original, what's it called? And then he's going to teach him to follow your dreams and be a musician, and then he's going to come back, and he's going to be a musician. How wonderful. Peter's right because everything that they've said about the, how the story's going to be is going to be very, like, straightforward. I know. But it's going to be more visual and cultural-based. So maybe it's going to no, be Mexican. But yeah. The, no, but the La art cucaracha. is better. I like the art. The animation. <laughs> like, it's just... I don't no, know. No, the animation is beautiful. I agree. If they're eating menudo in it, 10 out of 10. There was... Okay, but in the trailers, like, the jokes and stuff, like, when they brought out the chancla and things like that, like, simple little things that the Book of Life didn't do... Little things like that, it makes a difference. <laughs> no chunkla. <laughs> no chunkla. No, but like I feel like it's gonna be, it, it's gonna be like different in its own way. You like it'll be, yeah, Diablo's Marthos, everything's kind of the same. So no shit. I I, I just feel like why in popular culture are Mexicans just the Day of the Dead? I think they're just using that because it's colorful. That's the most popular one. It's colorful. So apparently, The Walking Dead came out uh, this past. Who week. cares? Exactly. <laughs> The Talking like, Dead. I, I, <laughs> really? Do you just watch uh, The Talking Dead instead of watching uh, <laughs> The Walking Dead? Just tune in to hear uh, about it. Honestly, the, honestly, I just watch to see what happens. But honestly, like I, I had the I had it on mute like half the time. This is the premiere of the eighth season, the one hundredth episode. It was boring. It was really just boring. And the big story here is that it had the lowest uh, viewers for a premiere. Or an episode, really, in five years. This this should have been the, the point where they could have, I don't know, saved what they had left and, and moved on. But it just seems to me that this is probably going to be the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I want to watch it anymore. I, I, I honestly, season seven left such a bad taste in my mouth. I watched this to see if anything improved. It didn't. It didn't at all. Well, let me just say, I told this to you years ago when you obvious for obviously got butthurt when I said that. And then when everything well, when the comes show was true, better, Peter, I don't have to get butthurt for everything. OK, it, it, the show was better back then. So I don't mm. know if you can probably just say I wasn't right for a goddamn second. Perhaps you can actually talk about what I asked you in the first place. Well, one day when I'm wrong, I'll let you know. Oh, you have been wrong. By the way, Ezra is not Snoke. That's fake Fuck news. You. That's fake news. That's not fake news. That's Dave Filoni said so, and that's what Dave you get Filoni for ripping on liar. Rebels. No, that is fake news. No, it is not true. It is official Lucasfilm that is the truth, it's and fake you news. have been it's wrong. Fake news. Okay, wrong. we'll wait December 18th, 15th. It's like, they've been walking. It is what it is. They've been walking for like eight seasons now. Like, can they stop? Like, when's it going to end? How- How's Kyle doing with all this? He probably loves it. He didn't even watch it. Oh, he didn't even watch it. No, he was he was doing an audio commentary with Peter the the same night it premiered. He he doesn't even talk about it. And (laughs) if he he actually cared, he would have told me. That's what you know. (laughs) Some things got a little too real. Uh, This show, it's been doing. It's it sucks because it has a really great production value. I think it has some good actors, but I think where it suffers is the writing. A lot of the times they don't know what to do with the characters and then they won't um, go down storylines that they should. And then they'll take too long with others that they shouldn't. Um, The characters go through the exact same storylines over and over and over again and learn nothing. And then when they feel they're losing viewership, they just kill someone off. So 
it it sucks because I really enjoyed the first few seasons of The Walking Dead, but I really felt like they lost their footing and they never got it back. All right, so we're going to end off with uh, very quickly and probably very simple. Uh, guys, is there any question which movie in, two th- in November will be- make the most money? Justice League. Justice League? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. This has been a podcast, uh, 73. Uh, I think it's 73. I've lost. I don't know what I'm doing with my life anymore. Um, I want to thank Nettie and Eric for being here. Uh, this was... This was something. I also want to thank uh, Peter, I guess. Uh, yeah, I should have gone to the family museum. All right, guys. Well, uh, I also want to also remember uh, you. I can't talk anymore. <laughs> I really can't talk. There are shows on this podcast, on this network. There's so many podcasts, Fantasy Fair, To the Table, the podcast channel. They'll be up when they're up, you know. And if you want more Nettie, she'll be on Make the Love Last, whatever it's called, making the videos. Why don't you ask her to uh, plug it? (laughs) She she really doesn't care, unless you want to, Nettie. No, we're good. Okay, Make the Love Last on YouTube. We're good. Go find it. One more content is available. Um, You can find me crying myself to sleep tonight. So, uh, this has been Red Spotlight. Thank you all. That is, that's true. Uh, Thank you for uh, listening. (laughs) Because somebody has to. Uh, Shout out night. to you, David. David, number David. one. <laughs> Baby Frank. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions. And rainbows have So we've been told and some choose to believe it But I know they're wrong, wait and see Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers and me Wow, I wish I could sing like you Just thought of that, and someone believed it. And look what it's done so far. You know? What's so amazing that keeps us stargazing? What do we think we might see? Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers.
Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the love.